This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Applied Botanics Premium, Consistent, and Affordable Wellness for All. Each of their products features a specialized formula with targeted terpenes to give you a CBD experience that helps you live happy and healthy. And just newly added to their CBD lines, in addition to their drops, are new topicals that you can roll on and edibles to help you find your balance. Visit AppliedBotanics.com today and use code word Project at checkout to receive 30% off your first order. Applied Botanics, live happy and healthy. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Whether you need plants, trees, sod, mulch, rock, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, or anything you need to help your lawn look its best, Keller's has you covered. Located in Exeter, Pennsylvania, near Blue Ribbon Dairy on Kern Street. Mums and fall items coming soon. Check out Keller's Garden Center on social media for more information. My guest today started her career in radio at the very young age of 17. She spent time at stations throughout the world, including the station that I worked at at one point. She's always been a bit of a wild child, which you'll definitely get listening to this podcast. I always thought that she was a little bit misunderstood in northeastern Pennsylvania, but it has led her to where she is today. From several engagements that didn't quite work out, and even an actual marriage, we get into the nitty-gritty of that, her career in radio, and her current career as a flight attendant. She's definitely a unique individual and a favorite person of mine that I've met along the way. Welcome to the show, Tara Harrison, or an alias you may know her by as Kennedy Kai. Everyone, got it. We're live. We're live and in charge. Wait, what is that? That's not what it's supposed to be. <laughs> it's lar- large, large and in charge. And in charge. <laughs> I got that covered. I have have not lost weight since I saw you last. uh, I was going to say, you're definitely not talking about what's in your pants. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Is this a kid-friendly podcast? I should have probably asked about the rules. No, it's not (laughs) kid-friendly. You know what I'm doing in California right now? What are you doing right now? Mm. Eating tacos. You're doing a podcast eating tacos. Of course I am. Do you expect any less from me? No, I I, I would not expect anything less than you shoving Mm -hmm. your face full of meat. <laughs> um, See, we both can make dick jokes. Yeah, we can. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Look at my tiny mic. Yeah, I bought really, this just for you. It's really weird. I don't think it's meant to uh, <laughs> hold like that. It's like a it's like a little <laughs> That's really crazy. <laughs> I need to have this in my life forever. I'm literally so excited the fact that I found this. It's amazing. Okay. Listen, are you drinking? <laughs> Yes, of course. I, I, I said, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to make it through this uh, <laughs> podcast without drinking. <clears throat> not with me. Not with Tara. No. Nope. Oh. You can't call her Tara. She'll kill you. It will kill you. I'm surprised you didn't call me Kennedy. Well, I mean, I don't know what you want to be called by these days. Is it Tara? Is it Kennedy Kai? Is it Kennedy? What's, what's the name we're doing this, this, this week? Um, other than love of most men's lives, I am sticking with Tara. Tara. Okay. We're going with mm-hmm. Tara. <laughs> Hanging out with Tara. 
Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird to hear that from you. Yeah, so yeah, uh, I had the pleasure, mm-hmm. the distinct mm-hmm. honor of working with Tara for a brief six months. Was it? Thank yeah, thank God it was only that. Was it six but months? Yeah, yeah it, no, it was about nine. Was it that long? Yeah, it was. Well, I felt like ten. <laughs> I happen to agree with you on that one. No, I loved you in your little office. Your little, your little domain. My little cave. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had the worst office on the floor. Because you had the only office on the floor? That's not true. Dan had an office. Dan had oh, the best yeah. office. And you had Dan one would... time, you, you had your own office, but it was a giant. Listen, Dan is literally, he looks like Frankenstein. So if I, you have to give him an office. If you don't give Dan an office, he's going to get really angry. It's either, he's a cross between the Hulk and Frankenstein. And it's like, you need food and get out of my way and let me sell stuff. Like that's literally, that's Dan. So of course he gets an office, yeah, period. Yeah. Dan, Dan Kozlowski <laughs> is, uh, I, forget, I don't know how old he is. He's probably late 50s. But he is of the age where um, too much vacation time, or no, I'm sorry, any vacation time is too much vacation time. If we're, uh-huh. up, to, if we're up to him, no one would have vacation time. If he, if he could give his vacation time back to the company, he would. Um, I agree with that. I, a, I have one co- I have one question, like sure. a sidebar. Are, okay. are you in a sex dungeon right now? Yes. You are yes. in a sex dungeon right now. Okay. Because it looks like you're in a sex dungeon right now. It's either, because I, I don't, I, I'm trying, I've been trying, this entire time I've been trying to have a conversation in my head about what that possibly could be, the backdrop of where you're at. And I don't know if it's a fake backdrop. Um, or if it's just a sex dungeon. So I've come to the conclusion that you are in a sex dungeon. Well, this is actually the bar in my house. Um, it's it's hey, real, real, real brick. It reminds me of uh, either the rustic kitchen or... Um, oh, what's that? Uh, Olive Garden. <laughs> okay. Yes. So Italian mafia is what you're going for. Yeah, that's why I grew my hair out. Slipped it back. That's what I'm going yep. for. I have a little You're bit very of a little, little mullet going too, kind of. Wow. That's the longest I've ever seen your hair. It's the longest I've ever had my hair. That's insane. Going but bad boy. How, how's ha- the wife like it? She keeps telling me to get a haircut. <laughs> and so does my kid. I agree with her. So does my kid. <laughs> uh-huh. So, so what's new in life? No, but back, back to, to Dan, Dan, though. Because he, Dan, who we're talking about, is the Not owner. Not me trying to change the subject. No, he was the owner. <laughs> Of Top Dog. Oh, oh my God, that's I right. Think that's important to talk about. We worked with that the owner very... of Top Dog. Listen, let's have a conversation right now with Stop my tiny that. mic. Stop it now. <laughs> Let me talk about my tiny mic right now. And also the fact that he was the owner of Top Dog. I went there as a child. I went I there never, as a child. Was never there. I, I'm convinced that this man has so much money. The only reason he still works <laughs> is to get out of the house away from his wife. Or the wife wants him to work to get the him to get away from her. <laughs> Probably. I'm going with the latter too. one on that. that. Too. Then maybe they both hate each other. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but they have money, so that's all that matters. Yeah. Is that all that matters though, really? I'm really? kidding. Or is I that mean, all that matters? I mean, Jesus. no. Listen, I'm happy with or without a man as long as my bag is is uh, filled. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's it's funny. We worked together for nine months. So, so Tara, you have been I feel like you have an interesting story. You've been uh, a radio DJ. I, I hopefully you'll tell me, but several different clusters throughout the uh, uh-huh. the world, I guess you could say. Um, 
I don't know what you were in your your past life before that, but now you're on a, a goddess. New, new, new adventure. <laughs> so it, you can't tell funny. I'm a Leo. You, you and I never really like talked when you no. worked at that. I Shamrock. tried to be your friend. I tried to be your friend because you were friends with my brother. Um, but instead, all I got was scrutiny and and uh, and bullying and that's and not true. Terrorizing. That's not true. None of that is true. I, no, you knew my brother. You knew my brother, and you were friends with my brother because my brother is like in that scene that you are in, and I was never in that scene with you. So I was never cool enough to hang out with the cool kids. Um, and when we did finally um, kind of like go, our worlds melded. It was when we were up for the the award together, which I knew I was never going to win because you're Johnny Pongo. And I, I didn't was win that little, year. Um, yes, you did. I don't think I won that year. I think Hoover won. Yes, you did. No, Hoover won. Hoover won the year. That was a big one. That was the U.S. had a massive competition that year. You won. He won. He won versus me the one year, and then I won. Oh. So oh, in 2018, he won. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I was back to back. Main, cha- I was back to back champion. Man. I had Check out my tacos. And, I won 19 and 20 back to back, back to back champion. Okay. So, I think you were. And the fact, the funny thing is, you were nominated, and you weren't even on air at the point. I was not. That's how, how much that? of a following I had for I a know. second. I know. That actually, like, I had quit my job, and people still nominated me and voted. <laughs> I was uh, like, "Y'all, you know, I'm not there anymore, right?" They're like, "No, you deserve this." Yeah, we Tara actually signed on to thousands of her computers and nominated herself. <laughs> That's how it really happened. I did not. I did not. That was never a thing. People actually liked me. Well, I mean, I bribed some people, but here's what's funny: like I was an amateur uh, on the radio, and you've been, or you were, a professional for a while. So long time. Yeah. So Which I think you dated crazy. back to you were in Hawaii at one point. Yeah, I mean, like, well, I started. The funny thing is, is that I actually started radio in Northeast PA. I got my I got my first gig um, working with the Bear, which was uh, which is now the X, and okay. and I started there with Nikki at night, and my radio name was Brookie Bombshell, and I'll never forget it. My very first show, you ready for this? My very first show, I was 17 years old. I got the gig because my friend Kara, um, who owns Chacos, her family owns Chacos, she was in radio as well. She got me in and. Um, they get, they put her on BHT and they put me on the bear. And obviously it shows how our personalities were formed because she's very PG and I am very rated R. And so it's just like at a very young age, we were both molded in a certain way. Um, and my very first show at 17 years old, Nikki had a had uh, somebody from like the like the sex toy store and I had to do condom tasting. And they had a and I they were like, What's the, what does the chocolate taste like? I'm like, it's not good. But I'll do it. <laughs> and then it's like, and then they pull out like all these like like crazy sex toys, like, and I'm like, where does that go? I don't know. I haven't even done it yet. Like, what, what happens? What's what am I looking forward to in the future? Jesus Christ! So, so did you put um, the condoms on uh, an item? No, I licked it. I just licked it? the condom. It was just like it was just like that. I was on the radio. People couldn't see it. They didn't. Ha- it was. You have to remember that it was back in. God, 2000, 19, or 1999. God, how old are you? Jesus Christ. I am, I am about a- to be in... Ancient. In, I am about to be 39. I know. I'm not too Isn't far that crazy? You. I know. Only I look better, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, Botox. I see you. I see you, Botox. <laughs> Never helps you sleep at night. 
<laughs> oh my God. But yeah, so I did radio forever and I, that's how I started. So it was crazy that I did that like towards the end of my career, I kind of like kind of came full circle that I was doing radio back in Northeast PA, which was insane to me because it's like I started there and I kind of like, like I ended there. And now it's like, now I'm on a completely new path. But yeah, I did, I did radio in Hawaii. I did the music awards. I put them out and put them on in Australia. So I lived in Sydney for a year. I did um, radio in about Alabama and North Carolina, um, all over. It was pretty wild. How did you go from NEPA to Hawaii and all those other places? Um, I never went for work. I always just went for just like adventure. Um, I'm just such a, I'm such a gypsy. I'm a hippie. I'm a nomad, whatever you want to call it. I, I just don't like responsibility and I like to run from it. So, <laughs> so therefore I, you know, I was always just trying to find the next adventure. And, um, I was in a band, ironically enough, I played bass and, um, my what? lead singer, my, yeah, lots of you don't know about me. Um, but like I, so my very first jazz bass, or my, I was at a jazz, uh, Fender jazz bass, all American. It, my parents spent a lot of money on that for me. Um, only for my, and like I wrote my name in it. Like I carved my name in it. I know that's like detrimental. You shouldn't do that. But you know, I thought I was cool. Blasphemy. Um, <laughs> it, it was blasphemy. Now looking back on things, now that I'm older and I realize. Um, but I ended up, um, he, my, my lead singer got stationed in um, Hawaii and he's like, come visit me. So I said, all right. So I went out to visit him in Hawaii. And I got stuck out there because he ended up getting, he had to go into the field, which meant that they were gone for like days and days and days. So I literally went out there for two weeks and I was like, well, no one's here. And so I ended up hanging out with one of his friends. Um, his name was Lonnie, Londell Dwayne McMillan from Moore, Oklahoma. And he showed me around the island and kind of got to know me. Um, and then three days later, he asked me to marry him. And I said, yes, at 19 years old. And uh, that's kind of <laughs> what sparked, that sparked the Hawaii migration. <laughs> you're out of your fucking mind i know i know but it's a fun life Bobco. it's a fun life hey you know what the <clears throat> part of me is jealous of that because like i plan everything i follow the rules i just uh no i don't like the unknown see i love i live in the unknown i love that i love that space well, that's cool. Good for you. Because like, I mean, I, I'm so bad to the point where my wife uh, this past Sunday woke up in the morning and said, Hey, we're going to drive an hour to Palmerton to pick up this, like this piece of furniture uh, that she found on Facebook marketplace. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's how, how far <laughs> I need to plan that far out. Cause that's, that's just too much for me. Listen, you need to not be planning these things. Okay. So first of all, it's furniture. Second of all, you got to get out. So my mother actually told me this, that it's always kind of, it's like something I've lived by. She says, the treasure that you seek is in the cave that you fear. And so whatever scares you the most, go towards that. And that's where like your true adventures really lie. So I've always run towards things that terrify the shit out of me, whether it's moving, new friends, being on my own or starting all over or new jobs, new places, um, you know, doing things constantly, jumping off of a bridge or, you know, who knows, you know what I mean? But like, I think like your first step is going to the farmer's market with your wife when she just randomly springs it on you. I think that I I think that's a good... Far farmer's market is fine. I don't care about that. <laughs> or going to get furniture. Popco, you need to be more spontaneous. You'd Not be surprised. Furniture. Yeah, but that quote that your mom gave you sounds like it's out of, out of uh, Aladdin. It's, it sounds like something out of Aladdin. 
What genie lamp are you rubbing? Yeah. The lotion. It puts the lotion on the skin. Oh, Christ. Why? Hey, can we go so, back to this? So you went, no, stop that. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it, looks, it looks so good though. Look, it's like, it looks fucking ridiculous. Like, shouldn't that be like clipped on a, a, a lapel or something? <laughs> something like that. Yeah. What the no. hell? Where, where did you buy that? Where did you buy that? On Amazon. Okay. Jeff Bezos with the, with the giant rocket dick. <sighs> yeah. How about that? My that's God, where, that's, crazy, where, right? that's where I'll see you next. Ride and Hold on one second. Are you getting another? Yes. Will you grab me one too? Just let him know. Thank you, Annie. My girlfriend, Annie, is from Ireland. Um, we met at my co-living place that I live at now. And last time we came to this place, I woke up on this famous Asian uh, YouTuber's couch um, with wearing my Spanx and a blanket. It was awkward, but I feel there was an adventure there. So, sure. It sounds like it. So we decided to come back to the scene of the crime and see what happens tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whose couch uh, will I wake up today? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Things you shouldn't do at 40. Speak uh, <laughs> for yourself. Listen, I am, my soul is still 23 yeah. and no one believes that I am my age. So I don't even believe that I'm my age. Yeah. I'm telling so, you, I have so too much fun. So you were in Hawaii and mm-hmm. uh, getting engaged after three days of uh, knowing mm-hmm. somebody. Yeah. We were together. We were together for a while. Um, we ended up falling. This is my, it's one of my favorite stories. We ended up falling asleep on the beach after he uh, proposed to me on Sunset Beach after spending the whole entire day together on my birthday. Um, and we fell asleep on the beach and he proposed to me with a soda cup because I wasn't 21. So I didn't have a drink. So he had like, a, you know, like little bottle, like little things, that little white rings that go on like the soda bottles. Yeah. So he took that off and he proposed to me with that. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. It's like a movie. And so, um, you know, <laughs> he proposed to me with this. I fall asleep in his arms. And granted, Lonnie was a giant man. He was six foot nine. So Jesus. I was like, I like curled up underneath him. And like, we fell asleep on the beach, like, uh, like just laying there together. It was such a movie moment. It was, I, I live my life as if I'm a movie. I am the main character. And so he's, uh, so we wake up the next day and I am covered in sand flea bites. I like, I look like I have chicken pox head to toe, head to toe, Johnny Popko head to toe in, in freaking sand flea bites. It looked like somebody had just like unleashed like a plague on me. I was, it was it was horrible face, everything like you name it. It was all over me. And so there were so many bites. I got sick from them. Like it poisoned me. So I was literally like, just like, just newly engaged to this guy. And I'm like projectile vomiting, like just sick as a dog, can't get out of the bathroom. And so he comes by and like, we spend that, we spend that night together. Um, like, you know, he's trying to make, nurse me back to health and I'm itching so much. He has to get, he goes to the store and he buys oven mitts and duct tapes my hands because I couldn't stop itching because it was it's just so itchy and I'm scratching everywhere and like, it's so bad. So I'm literally running around this, this, this hotel room in Hawaii with this new fiance that I've known for three days, itching my entire body with oven mitts on and duct tape. So I couldn't get them off. I'm going to take it off my teeth. And it's just a sight for sore eyes. It's very funny. Um, That sounds like an episode of friends. Does it really? Well, it actually happened. Phoebe was uh, dating uh, a character played by Charlie Sheen. They had the chicken pox and they literally duct taped like oven mitts to their. Stop it. I've never, I've never seen friends. What? I've seen like random episodes. I saw the one where they do this. 
like a okay yeah like that, that's right. that's like that's the only one i know well okay all right well you're not you're not american <laughs> and i know <clears throat> and i know smelly cat smelly cat smelly cat ready smelly cat uh, smelly cat maybe this microphone so. is a bad idea <clears throat> <laughs> i love it um <laughs> rah, <rock> so, <laughs> have another drink have I another am. drink like, yeah thanks, i can't wait look oh, ready see thanks annie from ireland Annie from Ireland just bought me yet another beverage. There we go. Here we go. Annie from Ireland. So making Annie from Ireland. True. Making dreams come true. All right. So, so, but yeah. So we were there, and then I was like, um, I couldn't stand. And then he left to go to work, and he came back, and he brought me a teddy bear. And I was like, Oh my god, you're so sweet. Like that's so sweet of you. And I was like, Thanks. And I looked at the teddy bear, and he's like staring at me, and I'm just like, Thank you for the teddy bear. And um, I looked down on it and around the neck of the teddy bear was, um, was like a, um, like, uh, like a little bow and attached to the bow was an engagement ring. And he had oh. gone and actually got me an engagement ring. And so, and that's when he put it on my finger. We were engaged for, we were engaged for three months after that, but we started fighting because his family turned out to be really big in Oklahoma real estate. And they were really rich. And, um, so the parents thought that I was after him for his money, which I had no idea he even had, um, cause he had never told me that until later on. And then, um, so they kind of got between us and then he got deployed and we and he had an early bachelor party. It's a true story. I have friends that like in Northeast PA that literally had to like pick up my pieces after this. Um, but after, um, <laughs> after, um, you know, all the arguing and everything that happened, he ended up doing an early bachelor party and ended up having, um, having, uh, discretionary, uh, actions with the stripper at the bachelor party and she got pregnant. And so Jesus. he ended up, he ended up marrying her instead. Are they still married three, today? Uh, they had three kids together. Um, he called me, I wrote him a really long letter and she got the letter and she read it to him while he was deployed. And she's like, I don't know what you did to this girl, but you need to fix it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, he called me and he's like, it was the biggest mistake I've ever made. I miss you. blah. And I'm like, dude, you have a child and a wife. And I was like, it's not going to happen. So uh, they ended up being together for a very long time. We reconnected after we both got divorced many years later. Um, and wait, then... Wait, wait, hold on. So you were, you were also married. Hmm. Engaged four times, married once. Holy shit! All right, let's let's get let's get through the Paco, the first podca season. Paco podcast part two. <laughs> let's get through the first failed engagement. So, yeah, so that that's what happened. Um, and you know, he tried to get back with me, and all this other stuff. We tried to make things work, but I got really afraid that he was going to like hurt me again after I got divorced. So, um, and then from what I know is, I don't know if you remember, there was like all these like really bad like um hurricanes and uh, tornadoes in Oklahoma at one point that literally just like destroyed all of Oklahoma. Um, and so I called him and I asked him like, you know, I was just like, Hey, like, how's, you know, how are you? How are your family? I'm really worried, you know? And other than he's like, we're fine. We, we survived our houses didn't, but we were, we're okay. And I was like, okay, cool. Just making sure that everyone's okay. And that was the last I ever heard of him hmm. it was a long time ago. Yeah. But that was Lonnie Londell Dwayne McMillan. So you never you never have to tell the, the wife that like, Hey, I was the girl he was engaged to while he banged you and got you pregnant. Maybe he did. Hey, but the funny thing was, is that I never slept with him. We were waiting till we got married. So I was, I guess I was only 19. Sure, sure. Of course. And that, at that time I was still young, naive and not a slut. <laughs> at that time. <laughs> at that time. 
Well, how things have changed. <laughs> how things have changed. All right. So fail to fail engagement. Things Stop have with that changed. fucking microphone. God damn it. <laughs> oh, God. I love it old fashioned. They're good. They're very good. Mm. Is, there an orange, okay. is, there, is there an orange peel in there? Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah, it's delicious. It's Annie, Annie, Annie from Ireland. Doing, doing great things. Annie from Ireland. Say hi. Hi. How are you? Good. He said, welcome, good. Welcome to the Popco Project podcast. <laughs> he said, welcome to the Popco Project podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> That's fantastic. Isn't that a fantastic accent? It is. I, I love well, her. So, tell her I, I love I love Boston. I, I love it's where she's born. Whew, there we go. She's got dual citizenship. Yeah, give give her the, the phone and the, the, Hold the up. thing. <laughs> go fuck yourself, Johnny Apopko. Easy. Ah! I'm just kidding. You can what cut happened? that part out. I no, dropped I it. I'm drinking old fashions. I don't edit. I don't edit these. At all? Nope. Oh so shit. He doesn't edit these at all. This is all genuine raw conversations so raw all right so that plant uh let's talk about this <laughs> let's talk about what happened after the uh failed engagement oh, I thought you were gonna say this talk- um is this therapy am i in yes. therapy what i i, I <laughs> see so see i i know i know the tar that i know and i think so yeah. also i i feel like well I, and i don't know where you are in life now with the friends you hang out with but I feel like in NEPA you had this kind of like, why do I say it? Tara was like misunderstood. She had this like thing about her that people didn't understand or didn't really quite get, or I don't know what it is, but like, I feel like you in general were misunderstood. People could so? I don't, I mean, I remember distinctly, um, you know, like, at, when you worked at the radio station with me at Time Shamrock, there was a moment, I think we were doing some kind of like, um, we'd invite people and advertisers to to this like seminar or whatever. And we were kind of like ragging on you, just like busting your balls. Cause like we thought like you were like one of the guys, like you could, you know, we could bust your balls. And one of the guys. I know. Well, you took like major, major offense to it. And I remember I was- like, I got really offensive a lot in radio. Well, so I, and I think I remember this very vividly, like you always just felt like people were attacking you and people were Mm -hmm. out to get you. And, and I remember I came back. I'm like, why do you do this to yourself? Why do you, why do you think that everyone's out to get you? And I walked away. I remember you you texted me shortly after and you said, Hey, sorry, I, I, I don't mean to get that way. Like, I'm just not used to people being nice to me. Yep. And I said to you, well, maybe you need to hang out with better people. And so I moved to California and I found that. There you go. Okay. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But what I'm saying, what I'm getting at is like all these scenarios in your life. And, and I think a lot of people, you know, like, you know, we're raised in a way like, you know, you go to, go to school and go to college and everything's kind of mapped out for you. And yeah, I think it's that way for a lot of people. But when they see someone like you, who's like, off their fucking rocker and <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But like, they you're just not like, wrong. You're not no, wrong. No. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like they, they see that and like, Oh, that's weird. That's not okay. Like she shouldn't be doing this and she shouldn't be doing that. And I'm not, you know, like, Hey, I, everyone's different. Everyone has, you know, entitled to their own opinions and, and how they want to yeah. do things and all that kind of stuff. So like, that's why I'm really just uh, interested in your story because like, I don't think a lot of people like took the time to get to know you. 
I think mm. you're a good person. I think you you mean well. Thank you. Um, Thank you. You're just you know just a little uh little wild. Here's the here's the thing. Um, everyone I've ever met that I've been close with has always told me I don't belong there. Like, and when I say that, I mean that's everywhere I've ever been: North Carolina, Fayetteville, Huntsville, Alabama. Like, um. Like even in Hawaii, like people were like, you're like, you're, you're such a good soul here and everything that you, you need something bigger. You need a bigger market. You need to be doing bigger things. You need more like you, this, the area is too, it's, it's too small for you. Like, especially in Northeast PA, people always said to me, you don't belong here. And I was just like, yeah, but you know, I find my happiness in, you know, wherever I'm at, it doesn't really matter where I'm at. They're like, no, you don't understand. Like you belong somewhere else. I never really took them. I always took it at like, you know, like face value. It's like, whatever it is, what it is. And um, then I moved to California and I realized what they, what they were saying. And I think that there were so many people here that were like me that they didn't belong where they were. They found their way here. And now we all just kind of like perfectly vibe together in, in this amazing like just flow of life. And it's like, I sound like such a hippie, but honest to God, I think I, I, think I am. I think I'm a hippie. I think, I'm, I think that's, just, that's just the person I am. And I think that I've always just been like an overly lover and I've always been goofy and I just want to have fun and I want to go on adventures and I want to do crazy shit. I want to be almost 40 years old at a bar waking up at an, on an Asian YouTuber's house, which by the way, he just texted me. Thank you. I mean, like, it's just like, I want to have those memories and things, I want to do things like that. But in Northeast PA, that stuff's not accepted because it's not the norm. The norm is to get married, have a kid, raise a family, live a, live a happy life and, and then, you know, die and be buried in the same plot next to your loved one. And that's fine, but that is not for me. Sure. And I think like you're saying, like you, you, there was more, uh, of that that wasn't you. Like there was just more of, of, the, of that that was against you. Yeah. hundred percent. At least here. Uh, but real quick. Can, can, uh, once I post this to YouTube, can that Asian, uh, YouTube star fucking share that shit? Oh, you want me to have him share it? Be like, Hey, Alvin. Alvin, oh, Alvin did text Alvin, me. He's in bro. Toronto. He's Alvin. in Toronto right now. He's like, I'm in Toronto for the next month. Could I have yeah. at least had the uh, keys to your apartment? That is absolutely beautiful. Alvin, can you please? <laughs> uh, you should see the chipmunks. I just want to fucking, I just want to fucking few new followers, new likes, <laughs> new subscribers, bro. Like, if you got just a million, just, I just want, just want like a thousand. <laughs> he does well. He does art. Um, he does art podcasting, and he's actually a really big artist. He's a really well known artist. So That's cool. Yeah. So let's get back to the failures before we get to like the, the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not really a failure because like, I, I don't believe in failures. Like I don't either. You, you, never, you never fail, you learn, or whatever the fuck that, that saying is. Yeah. Oh, you never fail, you learn. It's always a. Yeah. Uh, you never fault. Well, I mean, failure is is a step into success. Sure. You need to fail in order to succeed. Yeah. Because without failure, there is no success. What are you quoting now? Like we're, you were doing Aladdin before. I'm, now you're doing. I'm mm-hmm. quoting. I'm quoting an old fashioned. Oh, okay, good. Good. <laughs> All right. So, All right. First engagement broke off. Done. Yep. Done. Yep. Yep. Where are you off to next? God, um, I went to Nor- I went to New Hampshire, um, and then I was I, I got a, I was a bartender for a Coyote Ugly Bar, um, and I was up there for a few months with my stepdad, and then left there and went back to PA and got a job working in Hawaii. So I like peaced out on my own and moved to Hawaii where I met my ex-husband and um, uh, he, w- he became my roommate. 
Um, he was my he, he was my roommate. I lived with him at, when I first moved to Hawaii. I lived with five Navy guys, and then I transferred from that to four Army guys. And this sounds like we a, all sounds like a bad <laughs> porno. I know, I know, but they were beautiful, so it was totally okay with me. Sure. Um, I just love being around gorgeous men. I always have, always will. I'm sure. boy crazy. There you go. And so, um. Yeah, we ended up living together. And I guess I didn't know this at the time. I found this out after we started dating, but they had a bet who could sleep with me first. And oh, good, um, good, good. yeah, yeah. Had no idea. They were all so nice to me. And I was like, God, I love living here. I'm like, Jesus. Why like, are you all so nice to me? They're all so nice to me. They do so much for me. I don't understand. Well, apparently they all had a fucking bet about who was going to get between the legs first. So, sure. well, Perry won because he ended up marrying me. Um, so uh, that happened. And then... He got selected for special forces years down the road and we moved to North Carolina. Um, and then I lived in North Carolina with him where I, um, and then I was just really bored there. I didn't, I didn't have any friends. I missed Hawaii. I was like lazy cause I used to surf and, and walk everywhere and do hikes and go with my friends. I had this whole life for so long in Hawaii and I just had nothing in Fayetteville except for his family, which was awful. And um, <laughs> in-laws are not fun, um, especially Southern in-laws. And, uh, so I ended up, um, my best friend was, is Australian and she's like, well, she's like, we need help putting on the music awards for the Acras. She's like, do you, would you be interested? You want to come out here for three months? And I said, sure. So he went, he went to training. He was supposed to be gone for, supposed to be gone for like six months of training. And then he was going to get deployed right away. So I wasn't going to see him. So I was like, all right, you do you. And I was like, I'm going to go to Australia. So I, I went to Australia and then three months turned into six months, six months turned into nine months, nine months turned into a year. And I ended up just doing, I just kept renewing my visa and just kept renewing everything. And they're like, just stay another year. And I was like, I'm kind of married. I have to go back. So um, I went back and we had a lot of marriage problems. He treated a lot. So, you know, he was special forces. He had, you know, that's just how he was. And um, eventually we split up and um, I got into radio out in North Carolina right after I got back from, from Australia and um, did that for a couple of years and worked in country radio and hip hop radio. Um, How did you get radio. into radio? Like, I mean, were you, did you have a background in radio? Like, like, no, it was just, I had my background in working for, for the bear and all the stuff I did for the bear. Like I was right. like, a, okay. do you remember what Scott watching was? No. Scott watching was when you would stay overnight in the studios. You would make sure that they, the nothing would go off air and you would write down, you would write down all the levels of everything every hour. And you would just, stay awake for eight hours overnight to make sure that nothing went off air. And if they did, you had to jump on air and do everything live. Uh, I see. I got, into radio. I got into radio when it was all digital. I had cassette tapes, baby. Yeah. I had cassette tapes. Yeah. So, I, got into, I got into radio when it wasn't any fun. Like you were in radio when it was like a good time. Got, it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Like I remember I opened up, I, I, I introduced Godsmack. Like I remember being on the stage and introducing Godsmack at the concert at the Montage Mountain. Yeah. It was just like, it's like, look at this little guy. He's so tiny. You know what I mean? <laughs> Poor Sully. <laughs> Poor Sully. So, um, but yeah. Um, but then, um, so I did that for a while. I was doing that for like a year. And then um, I did the stuff in Australia. And somehow I managed to talk my way into getting a promotional job with, um, with BBGI out of North Carolina. And then just kind of worked my way up from there. And that was my majority of my experience. And, kind of bullshitted my way through my career ever since you know <laughs> fake it till you make it right fake it till you make it. it's like literally my motto 
I remember you coming back to Northeastern Pennsylvania and being on 971 BHT or 97 BHT or whatever it might be. How long were you there for? A year. A year. A little over. A little over. This is I got there. Go ahead. After what? Go ahead. You got no, I was like, I, I got there. Um, I, w- I moved back from Hawaii. I was on a morning show in Hawaii. And I got, um, I got there and I was supposed to only come back because my mom needed some help. So I moved back from Hawaii to Pennsylvania to help out my mom. And then I was just like, oh, I'm going to be here for a few months. I'm going back to Hawaii. See you later. Um, but I, I needed to stay a little longer than I, than I thought I was going to have to. And then I got stuck there and I was like, well, I guess I got to get a real job. So I started working at the casino and I was like, well, I'm only going to be here for a few months. So it's fine. And then I ended up being there for over a year and I was like, well, God. And then I was about to move to San Diego. A friend of mine from Hawaii was like, come move with me into San Diego. He's like, you can stay with me for free until you get on your feet. He's one of my best friends in Hawaii. He's like, come. He's like, just live the lifestyle. I had a ticket booked to Australia for three months. I was like, I'm just going to go live my life. I'm going to go do the thing. And then I got a job offer um, at, uh, I, got, I got scouted from um, Randy, who was the, um, the market or like uh, the operations manager for Cumulus. And he was like, I want you. He's like, I want you. He's like, I, I want to build an entire radio station around you. He's like, your personality, your craziness, like I get you have free reign. And I was like, excuse me? He's like, you have free reign and a decent salary. And I was like, I'm sorry. And he goes, and we'll pay you for robots and broadcasts and, and merchandising. And you have free reign. And I'm going to train you to be the next pro- program director for, for, you know, for BHT. And I said, I'm in. Can't pass this up. It's like my dream. How much of that was bullshit? <clears throat> uh, 90% of it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of, you know, and I'm not here to talk shit on um, radio. I was in radio. I had a great time in radio, but I feel like a lot of, and it might not even just be radio. It might be just life in general and business in general, where people will tell you they'll, they'll, you know, feed you a, a bill of goods and just to get you where, you know, what, what they want mm-hmm. you. And then, you know, it's just, it's all, it's all fucking a lie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, like, I think that Randy had every intention. I caught, I did whatever I wanted to. I had a pretty crazy, pretty crazy, uh, no, no hard, hold bar or bars hold hold bars hold bars holds, uh, holds bar you know, whatever that saying is yeah, I got you whatever that saying is no tiny holds microphone no holds, no holds bar no holds yeah, bar that's it so um after that then I just kind of like I don't know I just kind of like full on I I I, I don't know like I had I had a great time but then after Randy left after he resigned and went back to Florida the shit hit the fan. And then like they, like I was supposed to get the job of program director of the station. Cause I was already doing it. I'd been there so long, but they hired from without, like, you know, like out the outside of the company. Mm-hmm. And then once they hired someone new, it was, it was, it was like, it was game over. Now, it was do no you longer think, fun. Do you think the person that was hired, um, kind of put a target on your back as far as 100%. like, you know, they didn't 100%. like, they didn't like that Did, wild, wild, crazy. Yeah. Okay. That person came from that person came from um, a radio, I think iHeartRadio, which is very much like um, unless you're on a morning show, you shut up, you don't really talk, you introduce songs, you do, you play your role, and you move on, and that's that. Whereas what I was what I was trying to do would be more like local, where I could like have a conversation. You know, I know a lot of people that would listen to me, and they'd be like, "You talk a lot, but you know what? I feel like my best friends in the car when we having a conversation." And I, I got that a lot. That was a common thing that people said to me. They were like, man, I, whenever I have you on, it's like, yeah, it's, you know, sometimes you're all over the place, but man, do you make me laugh? And like, it's like having my best friend right there with me. 
And I think that's the direction that radio <laughs> needs to go. Uh-huh. Um, but the, the radio execs and the higher ups, the, the guys and girls that have been doing it, well, we've been doing it this way for 50 years. Like, this is how we do yeah. it. They, that, well, that, that scares them. If that's the case, then why are podcasts so successful? Like, well, exactly. If, if people don't want to hear people talk and don't want to hear their stories, then why the hell are their podcasts so extremely successful? You know what I mean? Do you want a taco? Have one. But yeah, it's like, why are, like, why are they so successful? Why are, why are there massive podcasts that are like three hour long episodes that people listen to straight through like a movie? Mm-hmm. Because people want to connect. Yeah, and I think you know, I I listened to you when you were on PhD, <laughs> and, I, and I did it um, for no other reason other than like the station was a competitor. I wanted to kind of mm-hmm. see what they were doing, um, but I wasn't your audience. So for yeah. me, it was it was like I'm like I'm hearing this lady. And I called you lady because you're older than Jesus. I was. And like, I'm like, so so God, so I, I I knew how old you were right when you were talking and you would talk but you, you would talk like to your audience which was great you would talk about you know you'd be a young 21 year old like out partying with her girlfriends till four in the morning still yep. drunk the next day hung over yep. shit yep but I mean you know radio it, it's it's radio is not going to get better unless they allow the DJs to be themselves and to connect mm-hmm. with their listeners. And I'm telling you this right now, um, radio isn't going to get better, period. I've taken a big step back from radio, uh, doing a new career, and I've been listening, even here in LA, and I listen, no matter where I go, whether it's a small town or a big town, whether I'm in Malibu, or if I'm you know, down driving down the PCH, or I'm going to Little Old Burbank, you know what I mean? Like, no matter where I'm going, like, all the markets are different. It's not like I'm just listening to you know, Kiss FM or I'm one, you know? Like it's like doesn't matter how whether I'm driving right directly through the city, or if I'm <clears throat> if I'm driving straight through the city, or if I'm driving like in like the middle of nowhere, all radio seems to be very similar right now. Um, and that that is and the problem is is that they have like it's very one liners. It's like it's like how it used to be. It was like ninety seven one ninety five seven BHG. What's going on? Okay, so we got a contest coming up because we want you guys to come and see you know Kesha this weekend. Blah blah blah. This that and the other thing. Enter here to win. Now back to the music. And that's it. There is no, there is no story. There is no anything. It's just a means of someone to give out information. All of them could be voice tracked or, or, or whatever. It does. There's no need for these people to be live because there's, there's no live content. It's all just, it's all one-liners. They're liner jocks. And that's how most radios, morning shows are still killing it. Morning shows, they're the personality. That's why they make so much money because they let them be themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you even look at shows like in Northeast PA, like Jeff and Amanda. They're so popular because it's a morning show in the afternoon. People get double the dose of the entertainment. Like why people never caught on to that. It blows my mind. Well, Jeff and Amanda are in the afternoon. That's what I'm saying. Drive time. Like there are two right, drives. Okay. Like, okay. like gotcha. that's what I'm saying. Okay. You're, okay. you're getting two. You it's like morning. a twofer. Okay. I meant afternoon. Like, so it's gotcha. like you get a morning show. And then you get a morning you, know, you get a morning show in the afternoon as well. Well, yeah, okay, but I mean, also on this station too, you have Rocky and Lissa, who have been Rocky's been a staple for fucking thirty years, whatever it's been. Mm-hmm. Lissa <laughs> does a great job too, as far as connecting with her, you know, the local yeah. audience. Um, yeah, Jeff and Amanda, and I think you know, even you know, you were at Time Shamrock, uh, Prospector morning on Rock One Hundred Seven. Yeah, he was live, um, and then you had Hoover in the afternoon, who was also live. And yeah, but that's. That's there. That's rare. Right. No, no. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, so like for, you know, for Time Shamrock to kind of, you know, 
And we're talking about, you know, Rock 7 being a number two, number three station in the market. KRZ always, you know, killing it. Um, I, I guess like there's those formats, uh, at least for those shows, they, they, they work, but they again, they're, they're local and they're, they're live. I'm but telling you right now, country, if I was stuck in, if I was stuck in traffic, I do you know how many friends that I know that listen to morning shows in the afternoon when they're stuck in five o'clock traffic because they, and they hold off on their podcast and they don't listen to it in the morning. They listen to it on the drive home because in the morning they don't have as much as bad a traffic. So they listen to like some other random show and then they have favorite after their favorite, like their favorite, like um, morning show, they they'll pull up their podcast and listen to it on the drive home. Hmm. People want that. Yeah. They want to, you're stuck, especially in big markets. Like you're stuck in traffic for an hour and a half. Give me some entertainment. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. My wife loves radio and she loved, well, she yeah. loves like the talk show. She, she was a big fan of kid crack in the morning. Yeah. Um, now it's the Burt show. She's, she listens to that. Yeah. She listens to Jeff. Does she Amanda. like it? I mean, it's not kid Craddock, but or kid Craddock. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I think the Burt show is great. I, I don't like Burt, but I like the rest of them. Yeah. She, but she likes to be entertained. She wants to hear about yeah. like current topics and all that kind of shit. But she wants to connect. Yes. That's, that's she wants to connect there. to somebody. That's yeah. what it is. It's all about connection. But radio doesn't understand the scene that I think that I think that, and I hate to say this because it's crazy, but I think radio's dying. I think like I never thought that, and I was always like, no, it's not. Blah blah blah. Because when I was in Australia, uh, when we did the the Australian Commercial Radio Awards, we did the radio conference right prior to it, and it was all these people that came out. And one of the topics for that their keynote speaker talked about was, "Is radio dying?" He's like, "No, radio is not dying." And back in two thousand nine, it wasn't. But here we are, twenty twenty one, after pandemic like post-pandemic and everything else and everything that they're taking away, 100%. It is dying because you're taking away the connection and you're taking away the one-on-one and you're taking away the the the, the romance to it all. There's no more callers. You can't call. There's no more like caller number seven gets uh, gets tickets to go see, like, I don't know, Beastie Boys. You know, it doesn't happen anymore. Like, you don't get this stuff. I don't know why I said Beastie Boys. But like, it was just like, but it's just like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, the, like to me, radio is connection. Radio is content. Radio is live and I'm sorry, but none of that, none of that happens anymore. We don't have it anymore. So in my mind, the only time, the only spot, it's like, I, I feel like radio is literally on life support. It might not be completely dead, but it's definitely dying. Yeah, for sure. I mean, which is sad. It is sad. It is sad. Yeah, but, definitely. But so you were at BHT and uh-huh. new guy came in, didn't want anything to do with you. Nope. Did you did you leave on your own accord or was he like kind of like hey you should probably get out of here? Oh no, I left my own accord. I I left. I was engaged for the third time at that point. So <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> good, 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 good segue. All right. So um, so because of that, um, I uh, I had my my fiance at the time was like, you don't need money. You don't I you know you don't need to do this. You can find another job. We can. You can take a little break in between while you find another gig. So, so you just keep, let it go. You keep finding guys with money, though. I, I do, and I also find guys that want to marry me. They just don't last very long. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right. They meet me, and they, and they fall in love, and then they're <laughs> just like, ah! "Actually, no, I'm like the runaway bride." Right. Mm-hmm. So you're engaged. You said, "Hey, you don't need to work anymore." Uh, you're like, "Okay, great. This is great. I can yeah. find myself again. I can find something to do." Like, then what happened? I sat on the couch for six months. <laughs> I was how, like, I'm gonna... how was that? <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting, I'm just getting over a cold. So 
Please don't mind me. COVID. Um, COVID. It wasn't. I got tested. It's negative. I took like three tests. I work in aviation. I can't fly with COVID. We'll get to that. Let's not get. Let's not spoil (laughs) it. Um, hold on. I have to ask my the love of my life over here. Can you grab me one more old fashioned? And also, do you think we should put money in the parking meter? I don't have. Here's my wallet. It's in the front thing. Yes, I love you. Huh? And not coins. It's a it's a debit card. Yeah, there's in the front. Use any card that's in there. My money's your money, Mama. There, there's there's no like app you can like. Mm-mm. No, I'm sorry. We're not California. Oh, California. We're LA. Wow. You think you'd be I like know. so above? Yeah. No, we're not. Absolutely. We're not. Jesus. We're not. Not at all. So, but yeah. So, um. What were we saying? You sat on the oh, couch yeah. for six months. I sat on, the, sat on the couch for six months, man. I was going to like, I literally was going to do the damn thing. I was going to like, I was going to, I was going to go to the gym. I was going to lose weight. I was going to be my best self. I was going to come back. I was going to like start my own podcast. I was going to write a book. My, literally my ex-fiance brought me a brand new MacBook computer or Mac, Mac desktop computer. He's like, he's like, go and write your book. And I was like, okay. Literally used the thing twice. I think I put the title of my book and like chapter one. And that was like literally all I wrote. Um, and then I drank a lot and partied with my friends and realized I don't, I like this life better than being serious. And so, yeah. And so for six months and then, uh, we broke up, um, and, um, I realized that I, I knew like we shouldn't have been together in the first place, but it was a nice guy. He was a really nice guy, but, um, it was what it was. And then I left and I, I just decided that I needed to, you know, start over. And then I needed a job after, after we broke up, we decided we were not going to be together anymore. And that meant no more bills being paid. So, um, so I had to get a job. And so therefore, hence our meeting, um, I got a job at Time Shamrock and I was supposed to start there as supposed to be there as a, as a, um, dual role. I was supposed to be on air and sales and it was never, ever on air. I was just always sales. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. Again, I'm not asking you to talk shit. I'm still very uh, <laughs> friendly with uh, the staff there. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, like, so you were, you were kind of hired. I think you were, and I remember like, I loved, uh, so the station was called uh, when I first started there, Fuzz 921. Me too. I love it. Fuzz fast, fuzz everything. Yeah, love so the marketable. name. Yeah, exactly. So so, mar- so it, marketable. So <clears throat> able to like just take on the world. Just cool. Like this, they had this mm-hmm. like cool vibe about it. Um, but you know, people smarter than us. I'm using my 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 finger quotes. Smarter than us decided that they wanted to change the name to rebrand. Also, yeah, rebrand. But but like keep the same music. Like so it was like just like we're just gonna change the name of the station and we're gonna play the same songs, but we need to kind of get people excited about it again. I don't uh, know why because we came so off dumb. of Fuzz we came off a of Fuzz Fest that we had Weezer at like it was a massive show. Like mm-hmm. it makes no sense to me. But again, I don't get paid the big money to make stupid decisions. Yep. So uh, I get paid small money to make stupid decisions. <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they, they wanted to rebrand the station, which I mean, it all worked out for me because, you know, I got to have a local radio show on the, that station, but, but they rebranded yeah. to Alt 921. Like, so I hated the name. I, when they, when they like, I always, I always like picture things like when you rebrand a station, especially a radio station that you wanted to be an alternative station, like, and I don't want to get off topic here, but like, there's a lot of, uh, 
craft breweries around our area. Uh, a new yeah. one's opening up. I won't even say the name of it because their logo, their branding, their sign on the building is fucking awful. Like you have the opportunity to like create something so cool and, and, and amazing. And when you come out of the gate with all 921 and you know, you're in a political atmosphere when it, when it kind of launched, you have the alt right and things like that. Yep. It's just like, I'm like, what are we doing? The yeah. logo, the logo was fucking terrible. Yeah. I don't know who designed that the purple. They, they, they took three months to do. They, they took Stop three months it. and settled on that. From what I understand. I don't know that for sure. See, at I least when BHT rebranded, they did it in a better way. I wasn't in the meeting, so I can't be sure. But that's what I've heard. Um, it is what it is. RIP, Fuzz, RIP, Alt 921. I was like, Alt 921's gone now, isn't it? Yeah, it's now Q92. The Ferg's 90s and rebrand. now. The 90s and so now. So weird. And Ferg's gone mm-hmm. too, isn't he? Ferg's gone. He said, fuck this. Yeah, well, of course he should say fuck this. It was a terrible thing. Is Terry still there running the yeah. place into the ground? I'm not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but you were, so you were hired. You were hired. Hold on, what's that? That's all right. Oh, we don't need it. Oh, okay, perfect. So it's free. It's free. You got a free drink? No, I have free parking. The lovely like, oh, Annie. There's, there's a podcast over here. Podcast over here. We got free, free, mm-hmm. free drinks. Send the free drinks. Perfect. I love that you took a picture of it just in case. Did you get a split drop grass? Oh no! We're sitting on benches, and I sat down and I slid over, and it went like just oh. Like splinter a, went. Is is Annie like your personal assistant? What's going on here? <laughs> is Annie my personal assistant? I wish she was. Um, I wish that she was like, leaving oh, me on Sunday. Get, get me drinks and go pay my parking. <laughs> <laughs> no, she lives with me. Okay. Um, she's just a good. What friend. am I supposed? To, she's a great friend, and okay. I'm very sad she's leaving on. In a few days, so I'm trying to get all the time I can with her. But I did tell her I had to do a podcast day, and then we were going to drink heavily afterwards. All right. Well, it's still early for you. It's uh, it's mm. nine thirty here, which means it's thirty for you. You have plenty of time. Yep. Yes, we do. And I won't keep it so. too much longer. But okay. Uh, hired at Time Shamrock, you're going to be on air and in sales. Yep. I mean, yep. I'm 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 thinking that you never really wanted to do sales, but you were lured in by like, all right, well, I needed a job. I needed a job, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to just not do radio because I had been doing it for so long, and it was a passion, and it was something I really wanted to continue. Because you know, when you once once you once you have radio, it's in your blood, mm-hmm. and it's like until you get to the point like it, it takes a lot to kind of like get over that, and which I mean, eventually I did, but um, it, it takes a certain point. Like there's just something about radio that just, just like a romance. Like you just, you, you love radio when it's a certain point, obviously during COVID it's very different than, than it is beforehand. But I had this memory of it. It was like a bad boyfriend. It was like a boyfriend that I remember all the good times with. And like, he just changed after three months, kind of like my ex Jeff. And it's just say, like, you had a bad boyfriend when you were working there too. I did have a bad boyfriend when I worked there. I was surprised you weren't engaged. Did he ask you? No, no. I mean, we talked about marriage, but. It was it was he was too crazy, so was I. He made me a crazy person. Yeah. I was a crazy person when I dated him. Crazy means crazy. Ooh. Oh, it was it was bad. But yeah, so I but I expected I needed a job. I needed to do something. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to be a bartender. I didn't want to do anything else. I fully just wanted to. I just, I just wanted to be in radio. I loved it so much. I just wanted to be treated better than how I had in the past. Um, and so I 
you know, I talked to Terry and I talked to people there and everyone really like made me feel like it would be a good way to go. And I got excited about it. He made me feel excited about it. So I dove in and I needed a job and it was guaranteed money. So I was like, why not? <coughs> Excuse me. And um, so, yeah. And so, so why, that ended why up, did you never get on air? He just kept giving me excuses. I would go into his office every single, every other week and say, so what about this week? So what about this week? I mean, he didn't have the money. And I said, I don't want the money. I said, I'll continue to do the sale. I said, I'll do it free. Yeah. I just wanted to be on air. I love this. Like, just give me the 10 spot. Give me the fucking midday spot. Yeah. And, and he just point, wasn't we having nothing, it. We had nothing to lose. Like, even if you could, you, they could have, what if you fucking think? BHT made so much money off of me. It was unbelievable. You know why? Because people fucking loved me. Even if the content was fucking wild and weird, people fucking loved me. And my ratings were fucking good because I was different. Because mm-hmm. I was different. Because I didn't do the normal jock shit. I overspoke. I talked too much. I was goofy. I, I would lose my footing mid-sentence. People would be like, where did she go? I'm here. I'm you. I'm normal like you. I would talk about bad things. I would come in hungover. I was a real person. People related with me. So I made them a lot of fucking money. But Terry wouldn't hear that. Terry wouldn't hear that. I was like, bro, just let me go on there. I'll make you so much money. Let me make you money. He literally had nothing to lose. Hmm. Nothing. And you guys needed, and you needed a female voice on the station. Yes. You needed a female voice on the station. Yeah. And I had done rock radio before. I knew the, I knew alter. I all, I'm sorry, Fuzz was my favorite station. Mm-hmm. I could have, I could have killed that, killed yeah. it. But you know, he made a choice. Choices were made. Things happened. And then when I realized I was never going to go anywhere and I wasn't going to get anything, and I was like, oh, it's time for me to 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 move on. So hesitantly, I like, I I started looking heavy, heavy. And then I got the job in State College. I th- I think you had a, a bigger going away party than most people who were there much longer than you. <laughs> really. Oh, I was there seven years, and I think I got a, got a, I got a hot lunch, got a hot pizza what? lunch that was traded. What was my going away? I don't remember. We were at the fucking Coal City Tavern. Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, that's nice. right. It was a, yeah, he paid for a lot of us, a lot of our drinks. I don't want to sound ungrateful because you know what? It was, it was, it was COVID. We were, it was during COVID. Happy. Yeah, but it's also, it's also me. People are really happy to see me go. <laughs> so they, they throw big celebrations. Oh, you? Okay, not me. Yeah. Me? I'm talking about right. me. Right. That oh, fucking microphone. Uh, stop with that shit. Okay, what if I had like tiny hands? That's what you look like. Look like you got Trump hands. Yes. They're huge. They're huge. <laughs> huge. <laughs> huge. <laughs> All right. So, you're so peace out, Time Shamrock. Yep. We're going to State yep. College. Yeah. Yep. State yep. College. And that uh, was right before, right before COVID. the pandemic. Yeah. Yep. Uh, life was good. Everything was gravy. Love and life. Um, and then there was a guy that um, was when COVID guy? hit. Jesus Christ. No, when, when COVID hit, um, a lot changed. Um, a guy came out of retirement from um, that was that he was like a real heavy hitter in that area. He used to have a morning show that like people really, really like he was he was a heavy hitter. He was creative. He was funny. And he had a big following. And he was in retirement. And he started working for an event center up there uh, for Bryce Jordan. And then Bryce Jordan shut down because of COVID. And so he was back on the market for a job. So as soon as he became available, they gave him my job. And I was like, you know, I don't blame you because he's going to make you more money than I am. 
you know, he's well known in the area. He's funny. He's got his stuff together. He knows how to do a solo morning show. I've only been on a team morning show. I don't know how to do solo. So they reworked it and things like that. And then eventually over time, it just got to the point where it's just, I was, I, they weren't making any money. COVID hit hard and they just had to start doing layoffs. So I got laid off and I was like, you know what? I think it's time for a break and I think it's time for a change. I got unemployment. I got, you know, I got to just kind of relax. I got to travel a little bit, see my friends, do some stuff. I became famous on TikTok. You know, I like, I did. I went viral. Doing I went what? viral. I went viral. I had a million views. I have 23,000 followers on TikTok. Bitch. Well, why'd you quit? Bitch. Did you quit TikTok I ha- too? I, I still have it. I still have it going. I just don't do it much. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so tick, but yeah, TikTok, so TikTok that was star. my that was my that was my next thing. So then I become a TikTok star. Was that like a thing you wanted to do that? I wanted to do that. That was like okay. it got me through the pandemic. I I went through a lot. And TikTok really pulled me out of it. And then you realize you're 40 years old. You're like shit. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't gonna work. <laughs> Listen, I'm still famous on TikTok. I just haven't put anything into it. Sure, sure. How many followers do you have on TikTok? Not 23,000. Oh, listen, I'm not going to try and fool anyone. Sorry. I, I am A, I'm not a woman. B, and that's not, uh, I don't have boobs. You know, it's, I'm sorry. Three, three. Let me, let me continue. I'm not funny. I am not funny. I'm not funny. <laughs> no, but you do look Four, like Joe Fatone. I, I uh, do look like Joe Fatone. <laughs> I'll just start doing like Joey Fatone shit. You should. You should do Joey Fatone TikToks and people, it would blow up and you would become famous. The Popco project would be insane. Oh, maybe, I would, maybe I should do that. You should do that. See, I'm very smart. I, I, see, I don't have, yeah, I, I'm just not that creative. I'm not that funny. I'm not that smart. I'm not, it's just not, <laughs> it's not for me. I'm not, I, yeah. I loved it. It got me through, it got me through the pandemic. It did what exactly it was, what it was meant to do. Cool. And then, um, and then randomly I was, um, I went to Miami, Florida um, to see one of my best girlfriends uh, from Hawaii. And we were just like, hey, you want to like do something wild and like go on an adventure? She's like, yeah. So I went down there for, uh, I was there for a little over a week. And while I was there, I applied for a job in the airline and they emailed me back and they're like, can we interview you? And I was like, yes, yes, you can. So you're like, so, okay, I want to be a flight attendant. Yep. Is that, what they're, called is that, is that what they're called? Is that, is that yeah, the uh, flight attendant? Correct? Yeah, we're not okay. we're not stewardesses. We're flight attendants. I was going to call that. I call you a flight attendant. Okay, flight, flight attendant. So I was like, you know what? I want to do this. This is my calling. I want to travel. I get paid for it. What mm. else could I do in this world that I could be possibly lazier than radio and still get paid the same and maybe more? So flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> say that so let me ins- let so me put on of, a tiny little skirt so instead and of walk running, down the aisles so instead of running from your problems now you're flying uh, how long did it take you to cook up that one Johnny not, long, not long about, about <laughs> 10 seconds maybe maybe add another five seconds to it and use work <laughs> that was pretty good very funny it's very funny actually, it's very funny I had, I had that in the very beginning but i was, I was saving it for the end it's a very funny joke, Johnny Popko. Oh, have you heard it before? I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Sweet. So, <laughs> so, so now you're uh, flying the fucking skies. So now I'm flying the fucking skies. I I wear cute little outfits. I get hit on daily. Um, I literally I had to go to flight school in Miami. Everything you want to do. Everything I want to do. Catch yeah. flights, not feelings, baby. I saw that as your uh, little Instagram bio. Yeah. Yeah. Venice in my veins. She. 
Yeah, that's a new name. Uh-huh. That Tara, is a new name. It was Tara, Tara. Harrison. I am Kennedy Kai. Now it's Venice in my veins. Kennedy. Now I'm Venice. Venice in my veins. Venice. Venice in my veins is very appropriate because it is. They are in my veins. I do love it. I love California. I love my job. Um, huh? Oh, she said. Oh, I. I uh, Irish Annie over here says uh, old fashions in my veins because that's all I drink now. <laughs> Irish Annie. I like that too. Irish, 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 Irish Annie. Irish Annie. Irish Annie. Irish Annie. Connor McGregor. Connor McGregor. Where'd you go? Uh, you go. I had lo- low battery. Oh no. We better wrap it up. I had it, yeah. I had it fully charged. I have 20%. Okay. Well, I won't see you much longer. Uh, right. I don't want to keep you from Irish Annie. I know. Irish Annie is just sitting here going, what the fuck have I got myself into? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I do that accent so good now. You know I do. What the fuck? What, what the, the fuck? fuck? I'm what the like fuck? Con- Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. Is she a fan? I do what she said. I do it better than her. <laughs> How can I be more Irish than an Irish person? <laughs> uh, so yeah. So now I so, live in uh, co-living, and I um, and I live in a pod. And I have friends from all over the world, like Irish Annie. And that's like, that's I have a future shit right there. Yeah. And I, uh, I don't know. And I fly the skies and I have fun. I actually got to fly the plane the other day. That was pretty cool. Not um, for real, video. right? Yeah. For real? Yeah. Fuck, what airline is that? Not talking about that. Shit. Um, so off, off air. Tell me what that is. So I don't go on. It. I will. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if, if you're fucking flying the plane after drinking fucking eighteen goddamn I, or I was uh, I didn't whatever. old fashioned old fashioned Jesus your, use your word use your word sir easy um, first first of all I wasn't drunk flying the plane I'm not a normal you hey were, already you were drunk you ready, the night before ready? I have a joke I have a joke I have a joke I have a joke right, I have a joke go. ready you ready <laughs> it's it's an aviation joke you're gonna love oh, it sweet can't wait um what divides Four sluts or four whores and two alcoholics. I don't know. The flight deck door. The flight deck door. Yeah, the pilots and the flight attendants. Well, yeah, I don't get it. I do not get that. Must be a flight joke. Do you know what a flight deck door is? No, I don't. It's the door that closes that go you know where the flight deck is? The cockpit. The cockpit. Cockpit. Yes, I know cock. The, cock, the cock is. Yes, the cockpit. Yes, I got it. Cock, and I ask you where the cock is. I'm going to say the cockpit is. The cockpit, yeah. Okay, so there's a door, right? That closes yeah, yeah. it off. Yeah. That's, called the, that's called the flight deck door. Don't know that. Don't know that. <laughs> uh, listen, you just ruined that joke and it's very... Uh, you know what? I'm only telling that to people in aviation from now on out. That's probably a good idea. I wouldn't recommend you telling that joke to anyone else. Here's... Okay. here's Average Joe dickhead like me, I know like five things on a plane. Listen, they're saying that the alcoholics are the pilots and the flight crew is like the flight attendants are horrors. And that's very accurate. Only we're also alcoholics. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to cut you off before you say something you don't mean. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's it. That's the end of the joke. Oh, it's a joke still. Got it. Got it. Oh, so, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. These, these jokes, like your plane, Aren't Landon. <laughs> that was funny. That was the best joke I'm, of I'm here all night. <laughs> Tiny mic drop. Tiny mic drop. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that was funny too. <laughs> well, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> He's like these jokes, like your plane are landing. So good, so good. That's oh. funny. It's funny. Yeah, it's good. And, oh, and, 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 and you're a tiny mic drop. Tiny mic drop. Tiny mic drop. That was something I've never seen before. You know, you hear all those no mic drop, <laughs> boom, like these big <laughs> microphones. <laughs> tiny mic drop. Is this thing on? Oh man. Well, oh, listen, God. listen. <laughs> I'm I'm happy you're happy. I mean, thank you. I I, I feel like and I'm not trying to get like um, therapeutic on you at all but i i can understand what people were saying when they said to you like you don't belong here i don't you don't you never did and, and they're right and and but I, I i feel like because of that you were always so defensive and, and you thought people were after mm-hmm. you and all that kind of shit well i mean I, I, in radio when i worked like like i had a lot of situations where maybe not where we worked together but in radio, I had a lot of people that were after me. I had a lot of people, a lot of men that were threatened by my ideas and by my my um, my motivation, by my my work, just like my work ethic. I just wanted to do. I wanted to create. I want. I always had idea after idea after idea. And I always wanted to build things. And I scared a lot of people of, that were higher up than me because they were just like, "Yo, where are you going with this?" And it's like, and then when I started getting noticed by people above them, and it wasn't going through them. I had a I had a hard time in radio. It was Yeah. I'm not necessarily saying it there because you know I was like that was probably one of the best situations I've had. But but in a, in a lot of places I worked, it was it was like I was a constant I was like I constantly had my my guard up and it sucked. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm glad to see you <clears throat> kind of finding your place in life. Yeah. Um and I, I hope think this I am. Is, I hope this is something that you, you know, we do forever. You, you you seem happy. You seem you seem like you've found people very similar to you. I have. I really have. There are people here. Like I don't know how to describe it, but I really have found my my clan, my people, my crew. Like I found the people that really complete me, as you know, Jerry Maguire would say. But it was just like it's just I really have found like this really amazing set of like souls that are just so on par and so on brand with who I am and where I stand. And I love it. And I love it. And not to mention the fact that I get two weeks off every month is amazing. So I get to kind of travel and do whatever I want to do and live my life. So yeah, yeah. Like I'm off until the August 16th. And then what do you do? Like, do you work like every day for the next two weeks? No. And then I work four days then I have three days off. Then I work four days and I have three days off. Then I work four days. And I have three days off. And then I have two more weeks off. Damn. It's good life. Yeah, sounds like it. It is, and I'm I'm going to Hawaii, and like I, hey, and I found a future prospect, found a future prospect for next my next engagement. Fifth times a charm, bitch. <laughs> That's not a saying. That's not how it works. <laughs> I already blew past three. I already blew yeah, past that's, three. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> it is in my world. Fake mm. it till you make it. Well. Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, good good life. Good for Thanks. you. Thanks. Thanks, Johnny Popko. You. Good to see you happy. Thank you. I'm very happy. Good. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, like I said, I felt that you were like just a little misunderstood and people 
you had your guard up, but I think also people had their guard up too. Like, yeah. And I, and I, I'll, I'll admit that I, I mean, I kind of had my guard up, uh, with you too, because, you know, it had been, you know, around the, around the block in the sense of the radio world. And, oh, I was like, it's like, what world are we talking I don't, about? I don't here? know that world. I don't know that world at all. And I don't care to, but, <laughs> but, you know, we, we, we had this person coming in and she, and you know it's a small town so rumors kind of kind of start flying around and it's like what's this girl's deal so it's, yeah it's like, so people like put their guard up too so it's like yeah, i get it so what were the rumors um one specifically that I, that and really the only one is just kind of like you I don't, this is gonna sound the wrong way, but like say I mean, it how it I, is. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how uh, how else to put it. But like you kind of just like you forced yourself into situations, like you you, and it's not a bad thing. It's it's more like you know you you willed your way into something, like or like you know you would do whatever it took to get to where you wanted to be. Which is, I'm sorry, is that a bad thing? If I was a man, a, people a, would be like, I, I know, like, I, he's I, the shit. I know. I'm not. Oh, I'm not. Let me slap his dick later. <laughs> that's how it would be. I'm not getting into that. I'm not, and I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just, you know. AKA, I worked my ass off to do whatever I possibly could do. And when I, when I would fall, I take responsibility. And when I would rise, I would bring everyone with me that I possibly could because that's the kind of person I was. Hey, but if you I, didn't like me, you didn't like me. And that's I, funny. I am, I am uh, one of the advocates that was like, listen, like, well, I don't know why she's not on air. I, I, I wanted you on our station when you were at BHT. I, I I was like she would fucking kill it on this station, and it was at the time it was still fuzz, but still at like there's nothing you could have done that was worse or that would have hurt what we were doing. Yeah, you know, like you have to make that cool. You have to make that a scene. Like that that station had so much potential. I remember being in meetings. They would have these meetings, and they would like invite like employees down. We want to hear what you think about the station, how we can make it better. Okay, well, I think we should do X, Y, and Z. That's dumb. Next. Yeah, exactly. And then here's the thing. like, If there's no open room for creative criticism, then don't even ask people to help. It's just ridiculous. But it is what it is. That's in my past now. Um, it sucks yeah. because like, I, really, I really fell in love with radio and I fell out of love with it. But now I have a new love and it's called aviation. And um, it's been, it's been a ride. It's been a journey. It's been something crazy. I mean, like, it's crazy to, I went to flight school. I got to do simi, like I got to do the simis. That was pretty fucking sick. Um, I got to go to Miami for a month to like learn things. I learned how to land like and take off of like, you know, like a, a, a fucking Boeing 737, 800. Like it's well, crazy. Have you caught anyone entering the mile high club? No, I have not. Um, mm. Although I could have done it in a time or two. So we do these things called ferry flights. And no, it's typically when you're doing a commuter flight. Um, and you can, you can actually, like there's only the flight attendants and the pilots on there, uh, like on the flights. So technically, if I was dating another flight attendant, we could technically enter the Mile High Club without getting caught. But if we did, we would lose our jobs. We'd never be able to work in the aviation yeah, it's again. It's not worth it. Not worth it. Not it's not worth it. Nope. It's not worth it. And it's a federal offense, because so you could get arrested. Damn. Although I have kicked off, I had, I had, I have kicked off people off the plane. I've had people arrested. I've saved someone's life. Someone had a heat stroke, and I saved their life. Radio I was, host, uh, flight mm -hmm. attendant, fucking turn life fucking lifesaver, life right? 
Did you see yeah, recently like on uh I don't I don't want to bring up another uh uh flight um company. Airline. <laughs> Airline, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but they were just in the news because their flight attendants had duct tape to beat the shit out of yep. the chair. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. Have so, you I ever had a experience like that? Like, Almost. I had a woman uh, that refused to wear a mask. And she tried to fight the crew, but we got her taken off. We had the we had the police and everything involved, um, and it was just it was pretty it was pretty wild. It was an it was an insane flight. Um, I had uh, four federal marshals on the plane with me at one point. Um, I had uh, uh, I've had people do like stings. I've had like it's I've had a lot happen in, in the in the past just few months of me flying. It's been pretty crazy. Um, I've been doing like, I've done like ice charters. I've done like, it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's the aviation world's wild. Yeah, and there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of law that goes behind it. Like I have a book that's like that thick and like that wide. Well, I can meet a man about, the same. Are we talking about a dick or a book? I, don't I decided well, I could meet a man that way. Listen, we both try, we went in for the same dick joke and you just, you, it, you just missed your turn. Yeah, missed your you're, chance. You're just faster than I am. <laughs> All right. Miss Annie needs my Go attention. Ahead. Yeah, man. She's going. Um, she's going back to Ireland bye, on, on the seventh. Bye, she, Irish she, she, Annie. He's, he's like bye, Irish Annie. <laughs> she's going back to Ireland on the seventh, so I'm trying to give her all my love. Bye, Irish Annie. And I feel like we've had a very long therapeutic session today. I, I appreciate your time. I really do. I'm, 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 no, I, I love I, this. Again, end of the day, I'm really happy for you. I, I wish. I, I, I wish you. I, I, I wish everybody. I, I want to see everyone happy. Like one of the greatest joys for me is is seriously. And I'm not trying to like fucking blow smoke up your ass or anyone else's it's seeing other people happy absolutely it's being at a wedding and seeing the bride and groom the happiest you know they've ever been like i could cry thinking about that kind of shit so like yeah happy you're happy i want to i want to see you happy forever um and hey if you're ever right back in any pa hit me up absolutely i was drinks. just gonna say I, I was just gonna say i was just gonna say next time i'm in town i'm gonna hit you up and i'm gonna and, and drinks around me let's go to like one of those Let's go to the non-bad. Let's go, let's go to the non-bad breweries. Wait, where is it? Where is it? There it is. That's a good. Let's go to the non-bad brewery. Oh. <laughs> All right, sounds good. <laughs> and let's grab some drinks and get ridiculously drunk and talk more. Sounds good, Tara. Pleasure. Great Popco, seeing you. Great, a, great seeing you. What's up? You should be. A, you should be a therapist. Well, maybe this is my. Uh, this is your my, calling. It's my calling right here. My, this is my, your calling. You should, you should be a therapist. The, the podcast therapy session. I love it. Pop, I love pop, it so much. The pop go therapy session, whatever. But pop pop your problems. Oh, oh shit, write that down. I'm, yo, I'm so smart. Irish Annie. <laughs> Irish Annie. Goodbye. Irish Annie, say goodbye. Bye. You, Irish Annie, say can, goodbye. Can you, can you say something? Like, something, 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 long, something, something can you say something? Say, something, something, say, something, say, say a, a long sentence. What do you want to know what I mean? Say a long sentence. Say. Okay. So do you want me to say like, hi, how are you? What's the crack is what we say in our... <laughs> What's the crack? What does that mean? Oh no! I think we lost them. Oh, what's the crack means? Like, um, what's happening? And it's what's not the, what, crack. It's C R A I C crack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a. It um, means fun. So yeah, you know yeah, what's yeah. fun? What's happening? Harpoon so makes a beer called. We had you crack. had good crack today. You had uh, good crack. Makes a beer called crack. Yeah. Harpoon makes yeah. a beer C-R-A-I-C? called crack. Yeah. C-R-A-I-C? C-R-A-I-C? Yep. Yeah. In Boston, harpoon is in Boston. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that's right. Must be right. Irish then. In, All right. In Sounds good.
Johnny Popko. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, what? What's up? Have a great day. Stop with that fucking microphone. We'll see you. Tiny mic drop. Bye. Bye bye.